This episode is brought to you by Mubi, a curated streaming service showing exceptional films from around the globe. Every day, Mubi premieres a new film. From award-winning masterpieces to festival-fresh gems, movies you've been dying to see or ones you've never heard of before, there's always something new to discover. For a limited time only, during the Cannes Film Festival, you can try Mubi for three months for just $1. Till the end of the festival on May 25th, go to mubi.com slash filmcomment to claim the offer. That's M-U-B-I dot com slash filmcomment for 90 days of hand-picked cinema for just $1. The Film Comment Podcast is sponsored by Kino Lorber, presenting Lila Aviles's The Chambermaid. An official selection of new directors' new films, this richly observed portrait of a maid in a high-end hotel in Mexico City comes to theaters starting June 26th. If you're going to subscribe to one streaming service, make it Ovid.tv. They have a huge collection of documentaries to help you stay informed. One example is Capitalism, a six-part series on how we got to where we are today, featuring prominent thinkers like David Graeber, Noam Chomsky, David Harvey, and Thomas Piketty. Welcome to the Film Comment Podcast. My name is Nick Rapold. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Film Comment. And this is another episode in our Cannes edition. Uh, we've been going strong uh, for over a week now. Uh, some say it is foolhardy. Others say it has to be done. Um, and uh, this is the Thursday of the festival, just before the closing weekend. And I'm very pleased to be joined for this edition by... Russia Salti. I am a programmer. I work for the Marrakesh International Film Festival. I am dedicated to films uh, from the Arab region and the African continent. Uh, and th- and those, are, those are films actually that, for one reason or another, we haven't talked about much. I think sometimes because of scheduling, they, they, those films were up against you know, competition films or something like that. But I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very pleased that we can go through some of those. Um, just before we started recording, you were talking about a film in the Critics' Week, Yes. Um, the Unknown Saint. Um, could you tell us a bit about that? Yes, so it's a first feature by Aladdin Al-Jem, a Moroccan filmmaker. Um, the film is a dark comedy set in um, a deserted part of Morocco, like in the middle of the desert, basically, a very dry uh, area in Morocco. It's a film with uh, all the characters are like no evildoers or ne'er-gooders or it's a story of a bank robber who basically is about to get caught so he buries uh, the the bag of money um, next to a dead tree on a hill mm-hmm. and, uh, and knowing that he was going to do his jail sentence and then come back for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he comes back for it, he finds that there's a mausoleum built next oh. to the dead tree, <laughs> and uh, it's dedicated to the unknown saint. Uh-huh. And so he has to find a way to break into the mausoleum. Uh-huh. And there's like a microeconomy that was built around the mausoleum. So uh-huh. people who are selling cakes, there's a fountain where you throw money, coins, and 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 of course there's a guard uh, uh-huh. with a dog, uh-huh. um, and. Uh, 
So, you know, eventually, like, the good guys win, but the good guys, of course, not the police. Huh. Uh, they're just the poor villagers who have been waiting for rain oh, uh, right. or resources to tap into the underground uh, layers of water. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The film is very much in the, in the vein of Karuzmaki mm -hmm. or uh, some, like, Italian noir uh, mm -hmm. comedies. It's, it, it's really well done. It's... Um, it's an accomplished film for a first feature. The second film in Critics Week uh, that was interesting from uh, North Africa is an Algerian film called Abu Leila. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's also a first feature. It's also interestingly set in the desert. Mm. It's a very profound, um, dark film as well. And um, it addresses the theme of ghosts and trauma. Algeria went through a really dark decade in the 1990s, which has not been resolved or talked about in fair or explicit ways. So it, it remains something that hovers over the, uh, the shoulders, that weighs on, the, on Algerian society. Is, is there a bit of a taboo around it too? Or? Yes, yeah. because it's basically after the Islamists won the elections, mm -hmm. the government decided not to recognize those elections, oh. and, and the government meaning the army that's always been in power in Algeria. And what happened is that they pitted the Islamists against civil society, okay. and then they came after them. So it is practically a civil war. Oh, wow. But they don't refer to it as the civil war, right. they call it the decade of terrorism. Okay. And that's mm -hmm. part of how these, that chapter, that really dark and horrific chapter is unresolved, right? Yeah. It's, it's using these funny, like strange language to refer to it. Yeah. And so it's about that, but it's, the, it's really a, not a narrative film. It's about haunting, it's about the demons within and the demons in official discourse. Um, I thought that, I mean, it's a first feature and the filmmaker edited his film. So even it could be like a, an excellent film, a super achieved film. I regretted that uh, he, uh, that the director did not work with an, uh, an editor. Mm -hmm. I think if he had cut some of it, it would have been superb. Yeah. Just superb. But it's, a, it's still a very powerful film. Music is super interesting. The actors are stellar. Mm. And, and so you said it's not a narrative film, but, but what, generally does it, what generally does it occurs in it or, or what, so what does it focus on? It's one on? of those films where you begin with, uh, it's two characters, two men, okay. who seem to be on a trip uh, into the southern part of the country, whereas the troubles or um, armed conflict and acts of terrorism are happening in the, in the capital, in the northern part of the country. Mm -hmm. And in, in the beginning, one of the characters who seems to be involved in the police or in the anti-terrorism squad seems to be taking care of the second one who seems to have delusions, to be snipping in and out of con uh, slipping in and out of consciousness. But eventually, we can't tell anymore who is who is more troubled, huh. uh -huh. uh, who is the one in need of the other. Uh -huh. And it, uh, most of the film takes place also in the desert. Uh -huh. And that also allows the filmmaker, just like with the unknown saint, to create his own uh -huh. universe. That's what's so successful. Uh -huh.
The third film that impressed me a lot was in the uh, director's Fortnite. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a Tunisian film. This one is called Tlames. Oh, yeah, T-L-A-M-E-S-S. -S. Yes. <laughs> and it's, by, it's the second feature by Ala Edin Slim. This one is officially a crazy film. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy's good. Crazy's good. Uh, it, uh, the, with very little dialogue. Mm -hmm. um, it also happens in uh, nature. So it's not a mm -hmm. desert, it's more like a forest. Uh, and it's a story of a man who becomes a few of a soldier mm -hmm. who becomes a fugitive from the army because he doesn't want to partake in uh, the army's fight against terrorism mm -hmm. terrorists because he can tell that basically they're just criminalizing poor people mm -hmm. and they're not really going after the terrorists mm -hmm. and so he he becomes a fugitive he hides in the forest and and but and then eventually the film moves into this weird allegorical universe mm. uh where he becomes like a primitive man huh. Uh, and as he communes with nature, uh -huh. he loses the ability to speak. Hmm. And the film at some point becomes really magical where you find ocular dialogue, like he, he, meets a he kidnaps a woman and he communicates with her by, through the eyes. And there's like text that appears on the screen. Oh, wow. it, it's, it's really fantastic. It's really wow. beautiful. This film is extremely successful in creating its own universe, its own logic, its own rhythm. The cinematography is stunning. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it also, uh, the end is beautiful. It's yeah. like an open-ended, very meditative, very philosophical mm -hmm. end. Mm -hmm. um, there was a, um, I mean, it, there were also two other films in uh, Certain Regards. Uh -huh. uh, Monia Shukri, Canadian-Tunisian um, actress, first-time filmmaker. Mm -hmm. she, she won, her short film won the award at TIFF uh, two years ago, I think. Okay. And that was like a very distinctive, uh, mm -hmm. it, was the, it was the herald of a, of a uh. filmmaker, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and the second one is uh, uh, Adam, by uh, Mariam Tuzani, Moroccan filmmaker, also an actress. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity. I had a lot of trouble getting into certain regard films. Uh, yeah. I lined up uh, quite a bit and, oh, no. and did not get in. And there was a third one by an Algerian filmmaker, uh, Mounia Medour. Uh, the film is called Papicha. Papicha, yeah. yeah. I, I had heard uh, good things about that. Yeah. from a couple of our other yeah. and that one it, you did see or I, I did not manage yeah. to see it it also but it got uh, good reviews yeah yeah, yeah. but on the, in the overall I was also able to see some films in the competition that I like like the Mati yeah. Diop I loved Atlantique yeah well tell me a bit about about that I mean, I mean what, what did you like about it um, um, uh, this is uh, Mati Diop's first feature-length film. Her, she, her previous film, uh, Mille Soleil, A Thousand Suns, uh, was a medium-length film. She comes from a family of incredible artists. Uh, her uncle, uh, Jibril Diop Mambetti, is probably one of my favorite, all-time favorite filmmakers. Oh, wow. He died way too young. 
And her father is Wasis Diop, an incredible musician mm. who was very close to his brother, collaborated with him often. Um, Atlantic, I don't know if it's a zombie theme, but I think <laughs> it's unfair to... I think it's somewhere between ghosts, haunting, and in a bit the incarnation of the return of the repressed, mm -hmm. of what has not been recognized. Yeah. Uh, the beauty of the film is that it, um, wh while a lot of films uh, follow the journey of young, desperate Africans mm -hmm. uh, to Europe, to Southern Europe, yeah. this film is focused, it stays in Senegal and is about the people who stay behind yeah. Yeah. and who wait or have to receive news of the d death of their beloved who have yeah. sailed on this dangerous journey. It's, all, it's a film about justice, a poetic justice, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's beautifully done. It's the rhythm, the, the music is stunning, the, act, the actresses are incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it, did you see it? Yes, I did, yeah. Um, and I mean, what, what was really striking to me is, I mean, as you say, it, it doesn't focus on, on the, uh, the workers themselves on their journey as, as migrants. And, and also what's interesting is the return of the repressed is done through, I mean, I think it's worth saying, the, yeah. the workers kind of, I want to say possessing in a way, yes. uh, possessing the, the, their partners, the women that they've, they've let, had to leave behind. And so, I don't know, there's something very uh, touching, kind of eloquent about that, that yes. the women then become these agents of justice, but also yeah. these kind of loving and very tough guardians as well yeah. that yeah. are also just witnesses you know yeah. they're not going to stop yeah testifying yeah uh, i don't know if it's a neurologist or a novelist who said that but i i think he's a, it's a neurologist he said that uh, you die three times the first time when your heart stops to beat the second time when they put your body in the ground mm -hmm. and the third time when no one ever says your name again right and yeah. i feel that because their names are spoken, they're still somewhat yeah. uh, present. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's it. No, that's it's a it's a wonderful film, and I'm I'm glad to see that that people have have been talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I would also say that I mean it's been a very pleasant festival for me because I caught a few French films. Oh yeah, which which ones? <laughs> So, um, oh, just just though it's funny because also we were talking before the podcast um, when our friends were coming by that it was a good festival and you were surprised you felt yes. you felt somehow bad <laughs> yes. or guilty about that. Yes, yes. I mean, it's such a tedious festival, yeah. right? Uh, the lining yeah. up, the walking in the rain, the running yeah. from one appointment to the other, yeah. the having to elbow uh, groups of. Um, lost tourists who unload from cruise ships that look like horror sets <laughs> um, and you you just need to like get to the meeting and yeah. then get from the meeting to this to the lineup to the screening and so you always feel like chased by time it's a cruel yeah. festival yeah um, you can walk into a cinema drenched soaked or you can have your eye poked by an umbrella or you can be extremely hot most of the time you're hungry too because right. sitting down and getting yeah. food um, is not uh, the easiest thing to do here yeah um, so it's unusual for me to have a pleasant <laughs> can 
But I mean, I think once you actually do get into the cinema yeah. and the film starts and it's a good film, ah, oh, that's great. That makes yeah. it great. So I've been smiling most of the time. <laughs> that's good. It's okay to smile at Cannes. Yeah, it can happen. <laughs> it can happen. Um, maybe it's all part of a grand plan that they make things so miserable yeah. that then the movies will be yeah. even better. I sometimes felt uh, that it was like, you know, the pain that pilgrims have to go through. <laughs> <laughs> there are several gods <laughs> and there's no heaven <laughs> that one's going to stick with me <laughs> while the masters of international cinema grace the set, movie brings the best of can to you this month stream highlights from the festival's past with movie's annual can takeover series this year's impressive lineup includes palm d'or winner four months three weeks and two days as well as Amores Peros from this year's jury president Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu, plus career bests from Cannes heavyweights Gus Van Sant, Hirokazu Koreeda, Takeshi Miike, the Darden brothers, and many more. Plus, if you sign up during the festival, you'll get three months for just $1. From now until May 25th, go to mubi.com slash film comment to claim the offer. That's M-U-B-I dot com slash film comment for 90 days of great cinema for just $1. The Film Comment Podcast is sponsored by Kino Lorber, presenting Lila Aviles' The Chambermaid, an official selection of new director's new films and winner of the top prize at Mexico's prestigious Morelia Film Festival. This richly observed portrait of a maid in a high-end hotel in Mexico City balances social commentary with absurdist comedy and echoes the themes of Alfonso Cuarón's Roma. A.O. Scott of the New York Times calls it sublime and says it provides flickers of humanity that feel almost miraculous. The Chambermaid opens June 26th at Film Forum in New York before expanding to select cities. From now until May 31st, listeners can head over to www.ovid.tv, that's O-V-I-D TV, and sign up with the coupon code CAN, C-A-N-N-E-S, at checkout to get 50% off the monthly subscription price for three months. That means you get Ovid.tv for just $3.50 per month for three months. You'll be able to watch thought-provoking documentaries and award-winning arthouse films on any of your devices, including Roku and Apple TV, iPhones, and Androids. But sorry, I just I jumped in when you were going to talk about uh, French films that you had seen. Yes, I have yeah. to say, I fell in love with the Portrait de la Jeune Fille en Feu, the yes. Céline Sciamma film. I, I really, it's so good to see... Uh, beautiful love story yeah i'm a sucker for love stories <laughs> i did not and after a lot of zombie terrorism <laughs> desert heist whatever you sit down and you just see a love story and yeah. it's fantastic um i fell in love with the une fille facile rebecca zlotowski oh yeah i, I wanted to see that but Fortnite. i missed it I, but yeah, I'm, yeah. How, how was that she's she's been an interesting point in her career now because i think yes. it's been sort of a mixed response the past film or two at least in the u.s i don't know yeah no i think um i have a lot of sympathy for uh, rebecca zlotowski and uh, the, the film was actually shot in Cannes. really yeah oh, i didn't know that um, I forgot the, t I'm shamelessly forgot the title of Bertrand Bonello's film. Oh, uh, uh, Zombie Child. Zombie Child, of yeah. course. And I also like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I like about, I mean, and, and when you actually do have the privilege to go to a, an, an official screening, mm -hmm. you notice that there's like a group of the filmmakers, mm -hmm. Rebecca, Céline, Bertrand, and the producers associated with them mm -hmm. that come to each other's films that's oh. like... 
that sit next to each other, that oh, yeah. applaud each other. Mati Diop is part of that oh, wow. uh, group as well. I don't think it's a French new wave in the classical sense of the French new wave, but they are such a beautiful group mm -hmm. uh, making films in this country that makes so many films. Yeah. And they are undogmatic yeah. about class, but they're totally conscious of it. They are undogmatic about re the, the, the burdens of their colonial past, mm -hmm. but they're completely, they assume it, and mm -hmm. it's in their films, it, it mm. pervades their films. Mm -hmm. They are uh, undogmatic about uh, LGBT uh, and other, like, other mm -hmm. social, important social issues. They just come into life in such beautiful ways in their films. Mm. Bertrand Bonello creates an incredible universe in Zombie yeah. Child. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's a movie I had mixed feelings about, actually, because of the way it ends. Um, because I, I thought it was... I want to hear what you think about it, because I thought it was really interesting and subversive, but in the end, it kind of seemed that it went back. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I think that, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean uh, you make a good point. Yeah. Uh, uh, when, I, when the film ended, yeah. I felt that there was maybe something missing. Mm -hmm. But then the next day, and the, it's still with me, that film, yeah. and somehow it amplifies in my head. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I think film, you know, like the chemical reaction with... Um, celluloid and, and film material, mm -hmm. bromide, uh, you know how it, it's the result of a precipitate. It's a, uh -huh. you know, and I feel that maybe emotionally, even though it's digital today, uh -huh. <laughs> there's still that uh, time for the chemical reaction to happen huh. and, and the substrate to uh, solidify in uh -huh. my head. And so, Sometimes films take time to yeah, to find that. their place in your in 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 your head in your yeah, subconscious. That's true. Uh, and I love being inhabited with that film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. Prov there are holes or right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gaps or mysteries, yeah. and either we stitch them or we accept that, uh, or we decide that they are a film's failing. But I decided that they are not a failing, that okay. I will stitch them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I will stitch them. I love the seamless back and forth between Haiti mm -hmm. and France. Yeah. Oh, we we maybe should describe the movie a little because I'm not I'm not sure we've talked about it yet. Okay. Um, so it's it's about um, I guess it's sort of centered on a, a, a teenage lycée student, I guess. Yeah, and it's a special school, special school yeah. of children whose parents have received uh, some kind of oh, an right. honorific, uh, the Légion yeah. d'honneur, some honorific uh, recognition from the Republic. Right, yeah. And they're all white girls, and yeah. comes in a Haitian girl. Right, right. Whose parents have died in the earthquake, who lives with her aunt, mm -hmm. who is a voodoo priestess right. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and other times seems to walk dogs, yeah, yeah. which I yeah. love. That's yeah, so exactly, real. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, I think there's another sub theme in this festival is dogs. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most positive can about dogs yeah. ever. In yeah. uh, every film that I've mentioned, 
There's a except maybe for uh, oh, really? Atlantic. There's a great dog. Okay. <laughs> and the best dog is in uh, Tarantino's uh, Once Upon a oh, Time yeah, in Hollywood. Oh yeah, sure. That's a dog. Fantastic. Dog. Yeah, that's 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 a dog that'll yeah be by your side. <laughs> um, that's funny because people were just saying there aren't enough dogs. Um, but that's true. Right? We haven't talked about the movies with dogs. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the hey, somehow. Uh, whatever energy the Haitian girl brings to that school yeah. uh, is like a mysterious and dark energy. There's a, like a really important scene with a history professor and that historian is one of France's most important historian. Oh, right. Yeah, yes. yeah. I read that somewhere. Yeah. Yes. And he is talking about the French Revolution and he's interrogating the official narrative of the French Revolution. Mm -hmm. And Bonello does not say, okay, there was colonialism also, uh -huh. but he puts the realities next to each other mm -hmm. of Haiti and the legacy of France and Haiti. And probably the Fren French colonialism of Haiti is probably the most cruel oh. because until today, the debt right. has not been... Uh, how do you say, pardoned or abolished or yeah. whatever. I mean, in spite of everything. Yeah. yeah. The French Revolution and many, and World War One and World War Two and right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, that's true. And um, I don't know, and I, I, it's also an interesting film, just stepping back and thinking about Bonello's previous films for him t to jump into for this. Um, it's interesting to put it side by side with Nocturama, for example, yes. um, as a, you know, I think... Again, I only have like the U.S. perspective, and I imagine it might have been very difficult in France. But some people were frustrated with Nocturama's kind of stance on things. But I was kind of very intrigued by it. Um, I, I don't know how it is for you. Um, I think Bonello is one of the most. Uh, I mean, he's he's masterful at again creating a specific universe. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. the previous film, La Polonite. Uh, which one? The Apollonide, the um, oh yeah, uh huh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, souvenir de la maison close, which basically right, happens. Yeah. It's basically like a, I don't know what you can say in the podcast, uh, bordello. Yeah, or yeah, some, yeah. House of pleasure. <laughs> we can talk about bordellos. <laughs> Good, and that was like a like a really like a total immersion in yeah. the universe and it's in in all its complexity yeah. um even though the film is mostly set in that school yeah. uh zombie child mm. uh and when we go to haiti it's it's almost as if we go into an unconscious in in this other territory oh, yeah. right because yeah. the story of the zombie mm. and zombification in haiti yeah is almost oniric, right? Yeah. We, we follow the child's grandfather yeah. who um, was killed by his brother, yeah. uh, but he was not quite killed. He became a zombie. He was buried alive and he became a zombie. Yeah. And he roams uh, the forest in Haiti until he uh, can not become a zombie or become become a zombie alive who is able to live. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's some... He eats meat. Yeah, that's right, that's, that's what happens, yeah. That, that, it's funny how these zombie myths always have some rule or something. Exactly, that yes. Transgressed, yes. yeah. Yes. But he does mention at the end of the film that yeah. zombification is uh, a part of uh, oh, yeah. Haitian culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, 
I just want to jump back for a second because I think we ended up kind of skating past the Zlotowski movie. Um, yes. If you could tell us a bit about what, what that was about and, uh, and what, what you thought of it. It's actually filmed in Cannes. Oh, right. Yeah, you mentioned yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's a story of two girls, two f uh, cousins. Mm -hmm. um, uh, one is shy, the other is more forthcoming. It's also the story of uh, class, of, mm -hmm. uh, uh, how do you say, social promotion, mm -hmm. uh, sexuality. Yeah. Um, it's funny. There are like some really strong moments. Uh, and I mean, that's what I liked about uh, Rebecca is how she's able to depict a microcosm mm -hmm. uh, of uh, people who are no longer very often the subject of films or if mm. they are, it's usually for a purpose. She doesn't instrumentalize mm. them. Uh, she's not making a statement about social classes uh -huh. and young girls uh -huh. and their ambitions right. um, and how they go about pursuing their dreams to, mm -hmm. you know, for a better life. Uh, she actually does, uh, she plunges into their world. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a really funny scene. I love, that's my favorite scene. Oh, yeah. So it's the second character, the cousin who's... Uh, uh, young, very young, has had a lot of plastic surgery <laughs> to look better, who is, who dyes her hair blonde, etc. And at some point, they're on a, they're invited to go on a boat. Uh -huh. So it's, it's more like she, she's a bit of an escort. Okay. And on the boat, she meets uh, kind of an upper society woman who's uh, in it. They go to Italy, an upper society woman who's, uh, you know, very sophisticated. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, the woman treats that character with a lot of contempt, mm -hmm. looking at her thinking, you know, she tells her, you know, why would you do all this uh, plastic yeah. surgery? Why would you do this to yourself, etc. And at some point, and totally unexpectedly, uh, the young lady uh, says, "Ah, today, uh, oh, this uh, scene reminds me of a Marguerite Durand novel." <laughs> and the other one looks at her in total disbelief, and she says, "Oh, really? Which Marguerite Durand novel?" <laughs> and she keeps pressing her, uh -huh. and the young lady does not want to be pressed because she knows she's being tested. Right. And eventually, she comes up with like. She says, you know, today I feel like la douleur, uh -huh. but uh, no, usually I w most of the time I feel like I'm a character in la douleur, but today it's l'amant. <laughs> and the, uh, yeah, it, this is like a really beautiful scene. Yeah, yeah. Totally, un totally surprising. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That sounds really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, the, uh, the English title, uh, did you see the English title they gave no. it? No. It just says The Easy Girl. Oh, which, my God. Yeah, <laughs> which, um, yeah, it just kind of frames it in a certain way that yeah. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't seem true to yeah. maybe what it's about. Yeah. And it's also, I don't know, would you, it's not a, like a box office attractive No, title. no, it, it sounds like another type of movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I think we're actually coming to the end of, of this, this particular episode, but we just have a, a minute or two. Uh, I don't know if there's any, any last thoughts. or Last thoughts is, um, would be about uh, the acid section. Oh, yeah. That's, because yeah. it has a lot of documentaries. Yes. And I'm extremely happy. So my other hat is that I'm a commissioning editor for Arte France, yeah. uh, dedicated for La Lucarne, a program dedicated to experimental documentary. And 
I don't think, I don't know if Cannes is the right place for documentary, mm -hmm. but what I think is right is the mixing of the genres. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Acid has invited two really incredible documentaries, Congo mm -hmm. and Indianara. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. uh, Indianara is a Brazilian documentary. Congo is a French documentary about a preacher slash magician in Congo. Wow. Uh, they're, they're superb films, both of them. Uh -huh. uh, and I do hope that they get the awards or attention for distribution. That's mm. basically one of the purpose of ACID is uh -huh. to bring really under the um, underground, uh, underseen films and give them mm. visibility through distribution. And this year was very strong. Oh, good. So, yeah. Yeah, a seed is is a, every every year. I, I hope to see something from there. And this year they did something neat. I think where they they for, for the press at least they were having afternoon screenings in the Palais, which is good. It seems like each year they they managed to um, make it a bit more accessible and become a bit closer to the center. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's about about it. I've just as a part of our regular kind of bulletin of, of news, the latest films that have screened in competition were the De Plachin movie, um, and uh, I'm going to be going off to see the new Bolocchio movie. Uh, and then today is also the day where they start screening the already notorious um, um, Abdel Tif Kishish uh, yeah, movie, which, which I want to see tomorrow. You're gonna see tomorrow, yeah. Yes, I think he's a superb director. Yeah, and he he was a superb actor. So, uh, but I don't know what to expect. Yeah, it's uh, I've yeah, it's it's it, mired in controversy. It's mired, <laughs> that's right. That's the right word. But but uh, yeah, so that's what's happening now. And uh, Rasha, thank you so much for thank making you, time for this. Dave. This is great. It's a pleasure. Uh, and have a great rest of the festival. Thank you. This episode of the Film Comment Podcast was sponsored by MUBI. With MUBI, each and every film is hand-selected. It's like your own personal film festival, streaming anytime, anywhere. Dive into MUBI's can takeover by heading to MUBI.com slash film comment. That's M-U-B-I dot com slash film comment to get three months for just $1 until May 25th. The Film Comment Podcast is sponsored by Kino Lorber, presenting Lila Aviles' The Chambermaid. An official selection of new directors' new films, this richly observed portrait of a maid in a high-end hotel in Mexico City comes to theaters starting June 26th. Remember to sign up for Ovid.tv. It's the only streaming service where you can watch American socialist Eugene Debs, a documentary about the man who inspired Bernie Sanders, and No Gods, No Masters, a fascinating account of anarchism. That's ovid.tv. You've been listening to the Film Comment Podcast with music by Greg Einge. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Film Comment is a bi-monthly magazine published by the Film Society of Lincoln Center. Since 1962, Film Comment has featured in-depth features, critical analysis, and feature coverage of mainstream, arthouse, and avant-garde filmmaking from around the world. Visit us online at filmcomment.com to purchase a print or digital subscription to Film Comment. Or check out our app, available on Android, iOS, or Kindle.